This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Homestay Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I'm your host today as we look back at a very disappointing 5-0 defeat against Manchester City. Uh, Palace not up to it on the day and struggling with the injuries in defence. But we'll be looking at all the way, ways in which uh, the game went wrong for Palace and looking at key talking points. Uh, we want to hear from you today. Go to homlradio.net forward slash contact to find out the ways to get in touch with the show. Joe uh, will be in the chat room, homlradio.net forward slash chat. And Lucy will be manning the uh, the Facebook live comments feed, uh, where you go to facebook.com, search for Homestyle Radio, and you'll see our latest article that allow you to listen live through your Facebook page. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestyle Radio. Ryan, it's time for me to introduce your panel today. We have the returning Mr. Jell Holyoke. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's trying to come back on, isn't it? Well, it just. <laughs> well, I thought you welcome. just wheeled me out just to have a moan. <laughs> we needed, I felt we needed some kind of real intense moaning today, and you're our go-to guy for that. No, in reality, it's because you've got a computer again, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after a Skype-related rage incident, then, then you do have not have a computer for a while. Yeah, decided to decided just to update itself about thirty seconds before a show, so yeah. it went from a laptop to a curved screen. Sharpish, <laughs> not a good idea. It's not. No, we recommend not doing that to everyone listening at home. Uh, we've also got Lucy White here. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Christopher. Oh, How are we? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. You've been lurking around on the preview show with Terence, but it's been a while since you've been lurking on, on my doorstep. Well, it was. I was with Mr. Gusset last week, um, but it's it's nice to uh, be reunited with your good self. You're right. I am better than me. <laughs> I did not distance. say that. You're right, you're right to say that. I mean, I wouldn't have brought it up on the show <laughs> myself. I'd have kept that nice and quiet. It's a good opinion to have, but... I just feel that perhaps you shouldn't have said that on the show. But look, I'm happy. I'm happy about it. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Listen, we've uh, we've got an awful lot to get through um, in the same way that we kind of don't really want to because it was it was a horrible defeat. Uh, losing 5-0 to anyone in the Premier League is, is you know, you, it's very hard to take that. Um, 
and we're going to start by talking a little bit about the setup and a little bit about why why it happened the way it did. It was a strange game. I, I was I was I didn't feel kind of almost I felt almost detached watching it. It was like it was like a training game for Man City because we just sort of stood off and let them do it. We, we started with a back three of Kelly, Ward, and Schlupp. Now that that's that's bizarre it would, to, to sort of think that. You know, you've got Schlupp, who's never played as a centre-back. Well, Ward, who probably has filled in once or twice, maybe, but very rarely played. And Kelly, who we've played more often as a, as a right-back than anything, who is probably the only legitimate centre-back in that lineup. Um, and Lucy, you made a point when we were talking uh, during the game, you made a point that uh, we had a recognised centre-back on the bench. So just how angry did that make you? I was human. Um, like regardless of who it is, because we all know my thoughts on Demo. Like, I know he is not up to scratch potentially, but he is a proven centre back, and he's got the leadership skills as well, which is something that we clearly lacked yesterday. And the fact that Sam went for um, this crazy lineup when you had a proven centre back on the bench who's willing to play. Well, I know some people would argue against that, but I, you know, when he when his heart's in it, his heart's in it, and I just I was fuming because what the hell was he playing at? Now, I think the other thing that I said was he Allardyce is either a tactical genius <laughs> or he was an idiot. And it's yeah, I, I look you you I know you you were angry about it, and like you say, you logically. You, you know, you've put a good point across. You know, that is there is a centre back sitting on the bench. It's Damien Delaney. You know, Damien Delaney started the season. Um, well, I didn't know if he started the season in defence, but he's, you know, he's played a, a, you know an awful lot of games in the Premier League for us. And you know, I'm one of those who, who thinks his powers are very much on the wane, and I, and I don't know whether he would agree with that, but I think he probably would. Um, but you know, at the same time, I, I'm, I can't think that we can criticise Allardyce for the decision. Look, we've lost three cho- first-choice centre-backs. So how we criticise Sam Allardyce, given what he's actually done of late? You know, he's shown tactically that he's, you know, that he's up there with some of the best in the league. But bottom line is that looks like an error. What's your take on it, Joe? Um, look, I, I, I just thought we were going to get humps anyway. After after what we what we witnessed the other day with a, I don't I'm not going to say lack of effort because the lack of effort was was yesterday, but it's it if something was ever coming it was going to be, you know, um, after after getting beat two 0 at home I I just thought I don't think City's the city should you know is the game for us and then no. and then to see the setup beforehand thinking. I, I can understand why he didn't put Damo there, but the thing is, in, after when you look at the game and then and then look at what Damo would have done in regards to those those uh, the goals, what he would have done for a start is he would have been trying to head the foot of the of, you know the the, the foot that was trying to that scoring the goals, yeah. and instead of turning away, turning away, and there was there was so many so many negatives about it yesterday, you know. We, yeah, yeah, we just we just keep giving ourselves massive games. One one day, we will give ourselves a massive game too far. We will, because oh. you know we we hit this thirty eight points, and Anadice has been talking in the press about 
38 points has pretty much got you safe, right? And it might, it might well pan out that way. And then we he also talked about how when we played West Brom, they'd hit 40 points and took their foot off the gas. And, uh, and the danger is, and, it, and it's felt like in the last few weeks, last few games anyway, it has felt a little bit like we hit the target that Allardyce talked about and we have taken our foot off the gas. But when you look at it, and I, I, I said this after the Burnley game, I said we played like a team that had lost their three first-choice centre-backs and played three games in six days. Because that's exactly what we were. We played exactly like that. But, you know, this is a different thing. There's different performances, this Man City game. We'll go through the goals in, in just a minute. But, um, I, you know, as you, as you say, Joe, I, I understand... I think I understand what he was going for when he when he picked the the back three. He did you know? I think he was going for pace to have Schlupp in the, in the back line. Clearly, he's looked at Man City and the way they operate and thought we need pace in that back line. And Damo, for all his efforts, is not a quick defender. And when you know, I, I think of late, Damo's looked very very uh, sort of sluggish in the challenge. And I think we're probably worried about giving away free kicks. But conversely, I can see Lucy's point where because. You know, and you you made it as well, Joe. The basics of defending weren't done in the back line. They weren't. When you look at it, and in fact, the only centre back in there on the first goal is is Kelly, and it's his absolutely embarrassing header that just puts the ball straight. Excuse me, <laughs> puts the ball straight on the foot of uh, of Silver in the end. But uh, it was a volley, like a volleyed penalty, wasn't it? You set him up to to volley it from the penalty mm. spot. I mean, it couldn't have been. And then the other thing was as well is is that that. The header when it when he did it, it it looped up. The two players were, were were in front of that ball, and neither made a made a move towards the ball. I thought oh, that was, was a basic part of just trying to defend. With no. statues, and you would not get that if if Sacco was in that defence. We all know it. You, you know he'd have, he'd have been putting his face on that ball. You know if if like you say about Damo, he might have done the same thing. But certainly. You know Scott Dan being missing as well, or James Tompkins being missing. Those those are players who, you know, you do feel we would not have been conceding those goals with with them in place. But like I say, nevertheless, I mean, looking at the first goal, what what concerned me as well it wasn't so much just the fact that we kind of missed that chance to clear the ball with with, with Kelly there. It was just how easy it is just to get a bit of movement around the back of the defence. I mean, we're susceptible out wide, but if you look at our right hand side, we've had Ward who. You know, everyone knows I feel he's had a, had a difficult season, and, and for me, looks like he might well need replacing. But you had you had him as the sort of wide centre back, and you had Andrus Townsend. As, and bear in mind, I think Allardyce would admit he made a mistake because he did change this about twenty five minutes into the game or so, uh, and sort of made it a more orthodox four. But um, at the start of the game, you have Andrus Townsend at right right wing back with with Ward the wide defender, and City just went through it like you know hot knife through butter that that kind of stuff were we they naive can't... Lucy oh go on, go on Joe. sorry just for quickly sorry Lucy but just but but City do this week in week out it's why they have two and three hundred thousand pound a week players we don't we and we we need we need to beat ourselves up about this because it was a poor performance but on the other side of it is it you know City are probably going to be well, maybe maybe not this year but you know they're, they're champions league quality they're not champions league quality winners but they're you know they they are they have got fantastic players you know we we, we start going yeah we've we've got this and we've got that last year damo was fantastic for us he made the odd mistake but he was fantastic for us yeah. but it has been a season too far for him 
it, this has been a season so far for him. But when we haven't got anywhere to turn, he's still there. There was a Leeds United player that didn't bother. He turned around, got, got to the, the game state and went, I ain't playing. I don't know if you know about that, but, but he would never do that. He would never, never do that. And, and like I said, I don't know anybody. Well, I do know, but he's not a Palace player yet. But Sacco is the only person, apart from Delaney, that would hit someone's foot just try and stop a goal. Yeah. We, you know, we're, we're looking for scapegoats here. And, and Delaney ain't it. I'm telling you now, he, he is not it. Even though the commentator on Sky tried to blame Damo for the first goal. We weren't even on the pitch. Was <laughs> on the pitch. This, this is, this I was is furious. The, yeah, this is the joke about this. I, I, I listen to I, I've, I've been I haven't had any days off for ages, right? But so I listened to it on a on a radio, and Alan Green was killing us, absolutely killing us about effort, set up, everything. And but what amazed me was is he didn't know. He turned around and says he's put, and he passed the ball to his colleague, and I was like. His what? His colleague. His colleague. He don't. He didn't even. He couldn't say Milivojevic. He, yeah. he just in the end he wanted to call him Milo. Right. Danny Mill said call him Milo or Milo or something like that, and he said I'm not calling him that. And then I think he. Uh, anyway, it, the, the thing about this, this, they're so blinkered. These people that comment out on on these on the on the Premier League, that they only really want to know about the top six. So we we are just. I get the feeling that we're being treated rather like Wimbledon were treated when they came up, you know? Yeah, just, I this, do this, get that. This, this lack of attitude towards us is, is poor by the media. But given given how, you know, we have played relatively well late, but given, given how before the game we were all kind of fairly sceptical about our chances with the defence that we had, looking at the performance against Burnley, was it actually a surprise to you, Luce, that we lost lost that five nil? I mean, how how good were Man City, really? Well, after the after the first goal went in, what was it like two minutes? You sort of thought, oh, here we go. You know, you you kind of expected a pasting, but we held on to one nil for the whole first half, and you kind of you kind of saw the cracks in the city's defence. And you could see that they weren't as good as they were. They, the press and the reporters were making out. And you kind of got that feeling of, you know what, we could perhaps, you know, nick a point here, get a, get a draw, settle for the draw, brilliant. You know, that'd be perfect. And they came out in the second half, and, we, and I've used this word several times this season, but we just capitulated. And it was like, we sort of deserved to get that many past us because yeah, I, there was yeah. just no passion. Um, but was it surprising that we lost? No. Was it surprising that we lost by that much? Yes. But if you look at how we played, then maybe not. Yeah, if you look at how we played, I think a few people have said we, uh, we're lucky not to have conceded a, a lot more. And we'll talk about, I think Hennessy's a big talking point for later, but you know, aside from the goals he conceded, which is worth discussing, um, he actually did pretty well to make a make a number of saves often at his near post as well. So, you know, we could honestly have conceded. We could have conceded double figures, and it wouldn't have been a surprise to me. I was really—I'll be honest—I was really disappointed, and it's not because I don't understand how tough it's been to, to deal with a loss of players that we've lost. You know, the fact that Kabai is not in that team really has had a horrible effect on, on the midfield because um, I think uh, Mark Cole got in touch and said this. 
he said, where's the old Jimmy Mack gone? He's a shadow of his former self. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joel, James McArthur was, was sort of first choice box-to-box midfielder, an absolute stalwart in there now as um, he's sort of struggling to have the same impact. Do you think that's down to just the fact that he lost the rhythm because of the because you know because of a, a few weeks out injured here and there, or um, was it a, a bigger thing than that? Is this, you know is it a, is it a thing that he can't work with this manager's team? Um, I don't. I mean, he obviously had the injury and and then when he came back, he wasn't you know he wasn't played. So I, I think he you know with with Matt, Jimmy Mac he, he, he's been almost the you know especially with the first half of the season. He's been like probably the first name on the on the team sheet, and now that uh, Sam's come in, and um, I mean he, he does like to rotate the squad, which, to be honest about, I like that. I like that. I like that fact because he's brought that that uh, that thinking into the club. Because we would have just gone, well, we you know we did all right last week. We just play the same eleven and the same yeah. subs and bring the subs on at the same time. You know, it's it's just. It can be it can be horrendous watching Palace sometimes because they're so predictable, but I, I don't I don't know. It's it a very very frustrating. But in saying that, you know, someone what did someone say the other day? We've got a fantastic team that's out injured. Yeah, we have. No, you're completely right there. We we have. And this again, we'll, we'll this is a, a topic uh, for just before the end of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about what does the last sort of few results mean to us, you know, us as, as the panel and to you yourselves, about what we need to do in the summer if we do stay up, which is still in our hands, you know, and we, we should be able to do that. But where, where do we go? Who needs who needs replacing first? <laughs> you know, what's what's the surgery that needs doing on the squad? And, you know, how do we get ourselves in a position where we can cope with injuries? I mean, it's incredible bad luck. I've, I've never known, you know, three three centre-backs to have serious injuries sort of within within a couple of weeks of each other. I think you're just you're really, really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of of your luck there. But at the same time, you know, there's people who are in the team. You know, Joel Ward's played every every game this season, and and again, this is not nothing personal. This is absolutely he is a great, been a great player for us. Continues to be a very, very good player. But to, for us to get to the next level and, and the role that he's being asked to do, I I feel he needs to replace him. You know, and, and you look at. We could do a show on who needs replacing, Chris. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, you know, we, we talk about keepers. We talk about, you know, I don't know. I, I heard, interestingly, Joe, I heard uh, Allardyce talking in the press about being interested in Defoe next season. Well, you know, better late than never. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. You know, Only about five seasons too <laughs> yeah. Well, he reminds yeah, but he's he's still so sharp. It's ridiculously sharp. He's still quick. But the thing is about the foe, he, he might lose a tiny bit of pace, but he's sharp of, of thought. He really is, and that that that'll give him an extra, you know, that'll 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 help him. But I, I think he would score loads of goals for us. I really do. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's yeah, you know, he's played for Allardyce before as well. Got himself back in the England squad this year. You know, it'd be an interesting foil alongside Benteke, assuming Benteke stays around. And you know, let's not forget Connor Wickham should be back next year as well. And that starts to look a little bit healthier that front line. But anyway, so that's do you think he could work to be done? Be a cup, be a cup player, won't he? Surely, probably, probably. Yeah. So. But I don't know. I, I have very high hopes for him. It depends what, the, what how much damage the injury's done, really. 
because he was starting to starting to look decent to me. But there we go. Um, I want to talk a little bit. We talked about the first goal and, and loose in, in your sort of uh, conversation shortly afterwards. You mentioned, you know, you, we saw the frailties of Man City. We saw that we might be able to get something out of this. And it's the Benteke chance, which comes from a right-footed cross by Townsend, which, again, you know, getting Townsend and getting Zaha on the ball, every time we did that, you know, we looked a threat. Um, and Man City were, were too busy attacking, really, to do an awful lot about it. And it was just unfortunate that when we had our best spell, we, we didn't take our chances. And when, you know, when their chances came along, invariably, they took them or forced Hennessy into a save. And I guess that's that's the difference in quality there. But Benteke's header was, was everything you'd want to see, wasn't it, Lucy? We headed it. Clearly, he headed it down, and it was it was a good save from Mr. Caballero in the Man City goal. I think it is Willie Willie Caballero, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But if that goes in, it's a different game, isn't it? Absolutely, and you know, it was everything you'd wanted to see, except the fact they didn't hit the back of the net. Um, and you know, it, it would be a completely different game if that that had gone in. The guy's confidence would have, you know, been lifted. Um, and it would have just completely switched everything, and but it it, it just didn't happen. <laughs> and you know, fair play to the Palace fans; you could hear them singing the whole game. Um, but you know, Ben Teke had that effort, but that was about the only thing that we did all game. It, it really was, you know. And th- th- there were a couple of moments in and around that where Van Arnholt got in and sort of blazed one over and all that sort of stuff, but. At that point, you can you can handle being one nil down. You can handle riding your luck a bit, not not to be slightly further down, and then seeing a, a tactical shift to go much more sort of four four two, which again got to credit the manager for for changing it when he did. Um, and, and towards the end of the half, we you know we were unlucky not to be right back in that game. But Joe's second half, absolute killer. Same thing that happened in the first half, couple of minutes of the start, and and we've conceded again. Um, that used to be when Pardew was here. That was our that was our trademark. Is it concerning to see it happen under Allardyce? Well, it was it was our trademark to concede between forty two and forty five, wasn't it? Forty two and forty five and eighty seven and ninety. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good you point. know, now now it's we've you know conceded a few early goals now. I mean, I saw a stat on on TV earlier, and it said that was the the quickest goal City have scored for I don't know three years, something like that. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think we were just. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of the one of the things. I, I, what you know, people are going on, I, I, and myself are going on about the sort of the lack of effort. But I've noticed that that when we shut down, when we close down, we're closing down. A single player runs towards the person with the ball, and unless it's Kabai, he's the only one that goes in and is prepared to kick or make a tackle yeah. on. On an opposition player, um, Jimmy Mac does. Jimmy Mac hassles and hassles, but they know that he's on them, so they get rid of the ball. But when City come at us, and when Liverpool and especially Spurs the other day, they are closing you down, one from the front and one from each side. It gives you nowhere to go apart from back or try and play a Beckham ball. Yeah. We don't do Beckham balls, so we lose the ball every single time. They are quicker apart from silver they are bigger they're stronger they're faster they're everything that we're not so you know i can sit here and moan like a bitch and go 
five nil, blah blah, blame him, blame you know. A lot of people there'd like to have a few of those city players. In fact, I'd like to have most of those city players playing at Sellers Park. Yeah, let's let's face it. That's with, that's the bottom line, isn't it? it it's, with the yes, these players. Got. That's the thing. But, but we know. But, but you know, every week it's not like Man City win five 0 every week. That, that's where I struggle a little bit because I do believe you know we were a weakened team. Obviously, we're a weakened team. A they, they win a Man United and beat them six one, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't happen every week, and like. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't be. A, I can't be a, a football fan and be happy with my team being. Amazon. When was our last five nil posting? Was it against City in the cup? Wasn't yeah, it? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Was that five nil or five one? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so the last time we conceded five was there, and then went before that win. Probably City again at some point. I expect. I'm just yeah. I'm not my brain hurts, So before but... that, before that, it was Sunderland, and before that, I think it was Scunthorpe. So you know, it's. I know we've raised all our expectations, but I think we've got, you know, I think we're coming towards the end of the season. The players, some of the players, some of the players have had their shorts on for their beach, you know, their, their beach stuff on for two or three weeks, I think. I really don't, do. don't you think we should raise our expectations? No, 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 we, no, we do. We sh- and we absolutely should do. And this is, but this is the thing. This is where we need to, um, it's it's tough saying get rid of this player because he's he's a good ball player but he don't play for the shirt. How many players would you say? Is it, I'll ask you two a question. How many players you, you reckon in our side now would are playing for playing for the shirt? You can't, I, I, can I, str- I struggle with it as in in the terms of what that actually means. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest because. I, I, str- I struggle that I think playing for each other, playing for the team, if that's what you're getting at, I think they are quite a tight knit team. Yeah, uh, I think so too. But but I don't I, I I struggle to see. So why any... don't they play like it? Well, they. I mean, they, you know, you you take the last three results out of it, and they had been, you know, f- okay. All right, then take the take the take the six results, the six games before that out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and we're relegated three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, we haven't had miracle results. We haven't. If we hadn't have had another, well, I say it's not a miracle at Anfield these days because you beat them regularly, so yeah. three years in a row now. But another, and, and Chelsea really because beat them two years in a row. So let's just say Arsenal. So we've robbed Arsenal. We haven't. We've bashed Arsenal up. And yeah. but we've had that nine points, Chris. We're gone. Yeah, I, I, to- I totally get that, and I'm a little bit torn in answering your question because I, I I know what you mean, but at the same time, it's. I don't think there's any. I, I think that team, most of them, are, are, are sort of are really are playing for each other, are playing for the for the club, for the manager. I, but I find it I find it a struggle to talk about, you know, playing for the shirt and what that means anymore because, every, you know, I, I, every time I see it now, it feels fake. You know, when a player kisses the badge or, you know, thumps their chest or whatever. I, I don't. You don't know what they're not football fans do you not they do you care. not just think that's the premier league that is fake it, yeah it, well yeah i agree yeah. totally yeah. agree yeah i, I just hate got... to have a show where we just agree with each other <laughs> 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 well, anyway you know i'm in a chat room so just very very quickly so uh i mean there's a ton of stuff in here about who should be in a team who should be sold and you know, we're, we're, there's quite a lot of agreement in here. But um, and Toby Reed says he's taken another Norwich performance like last season. And again, this is it. This is what I was saying. We, it's our, our game of the season. It's not the game of the season. It's the it's the defining game. 
Um, and then Booted Eagle said, lucky Aguero wasn't around. It could have been Anfield 9-0 again. You know, and yeah, it's, really it's true. You know, so the only other, again, Toby said, the only other team with similar injuries is Man United. So, you know, we, we have, you know, we, we have been unlucky. We have, been, in fact, we've been unlucky for two years, two seasons <laughs> in a row. And it makes you wonder, you know, it makes you wonder whether someone needs to come in and have a, you know, an outside pair of eyes needs to come in and look at why we're getting injuries. Yeah, I dare say, you know, I, th- I think there's so many, uh, what you call it, cruciate ligament, that that kind of injury, the sort of knee ligament injuries and an- ankle ligament injuries. So you've got to look at modern day boots, pitches. Well, exactly. You know, that sort of stuff. And, and I know, I think Connor Wickham tweeted it a few, you know, a couple of weeks after his one. He kept just like retweeting where there were more being done, hit, you know, left, right and centre at all different levels. It's 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 an interesting that one and quite quite a worrying one for us. I think, you know, maybe maybe our our, our training isn't up to it. But is it? No, it's interesting that you say, Joe, how unlucky we've been because I, I was when I was answering trying to answer that question earlier on. I started drifting into the mindset of it sounds like Pardew's back here, and I'm starting to sort of defend and feel a bit sorry for him again because you know we have had terrible, terrible luck with injuries um, and, and at key times, and you know. Without it, our best, you know, our best eleven right now, wherever that may be, because um, I'm sure there'll be some debate over the exact makeup of that side. But I think our best team now, with you know Sacco and Tompkins or Sacco and Dan together at the centre backs, is is a match for anyone in the league when they're playing the right way and, and they're confident. But we've just seen again we have, we've, we're a team with fragile confidence and we've had it knocked again. We've had it knocked. It wasn't so much the Spurs game; it was the Burnley game that knocked our confidence. Mm. You know, it was the yes, the loss of Sacco is is a big reason for that. But we seemed to sort of cope a little bit in the way that we played against Spurs because it took a we called it a one goal, but it took a long range strike and a, a sort of fairly slow keeper to to lose us that game. You know, and you look at that, you think how important that point would have been now just to just to calm the nerves. But the nerves are back, and we've seen we don't. For whatever reason, we don't sort of thrive under pressure. And, and you're about this, I think, Joe. We used to be the team that, when it came down to it, it was we would thrive under the pressure. We would be the ones who, who came out on top. And I worry that if we get down to, let's face it, we get down to Hull, the Hull game, and we have to win to, to stay up, or we get to Man United and we have to win to stay up, I don't know if I've got the confidence in this team to do that. And I feel weird saying it. Well, it, well, it is. I know you said if it comes to that, it has come to that. It has come to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the thing. And and, and the worst mindset is now, is that again it, it is the Norwich game all over again because we only need a draw. They they need to win and we only need a draw. Yeah. You know, is is the Norwich game and go back five years and it's the it's the Sheffield Wednesday game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is we keep doing these, we keep doing defining games, and one day, one day we are, it ain't going to happen. Well, let's face it; it's not that long ago that it didn't happen when we went and played Charlton. You know, that's that's what it feels like. You know, Mikel Legend was Charlton. Sorry, mate. They were this team that uh, used they used to sort of play. I don't know what they've been doing. They used to. Um, they said once that they had a good manager, right? And then they said. He's taken us as far as he can. <laughs> the best um, thing ever. We, and we need to and we need to get replaced. So he went, and then they, and then the, something happened to him. I'm sure and we sent a, a few agents in there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 
Oh, happy days. It also, let's take a moment with all the, you know, the, the unpleasantness, Lucy, just to talk talk about Brighton. It's upsetting today, wasn't it, to see them, <laughs> to see them throw uh, away I, the title. Um, yeah, I was devastated, absolutely devastated. <laughs> it's, it's like, even when they succeed, they can still manage to bottle something. It's just yeah. phenomenal. It really yeah. is. It was it was hilarious, uh, really hilarious to uh, uh, Hattie on Twitter, a Brighton fan that I follow, really lovely girl. Besides, um, support Brighton. She said, "Trust our fans to act like we've got relegated," <laughs> and I just thought it summed them up perfectly because they were like, you know, they were crying on the pitch, and it's like, God's sake, you came second, you're still promoted, like get over it. Um, but it was yeah, very typical Brighton to balls it up. I think they were seven points clear with three games in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah. Well done Newcastle, that's all yeah. I can say. They, it's gonna be a, what's been brilliant was was on social media, all the Brighton fans that I've been blocking, I mean following, and they they've they've had the the P in brackets, like the promoted thing in between their names. Oh, all right. All right. And okay. This morning oh. This morning I saw one with C, and I know I, I know he's already changed it, but they wanted to be champions. But that is such a – it's like poker. I don't know if you play poker, but until you've actually until you've actually won, you haven't won because yes. it's such a you, – you just lose to, to last-minute cards, last-minute goals. But that that is joyous. But I've got um, my wife's cousin, and I'm, he's, he's got a brother who's – an absolute arse and he is staunch Brighton I was at a wedding I was at a cousin's wedding and he turned out and he went yeah we'll be in the Premier League next year and I said yeah not as long as I've got another hole in my anyway and then he said no I think we're going this time I think we've been knocking on the door and he has just been I can't follow him on Facebook or anything because he's awful with it but we've got a do coming up in September, it's my daughter's wedding, yeah. and he is invited, and he's gonna. Be, I'm gonna end up fighting him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be father of the bride. <laughs> you're supposed to be fighting weddings, mate. You, you know, you're allowed. This can't <laughs> But anytime my my brother-in-law puts anything on Facebook, apparently he just puts yawn because my brother-in-law is a season ticket holder at Palace. Oh. And, uh, and he just and this bright and you know, Stephen just puts yawn. So now it's just going to be oh now they're up, but we need to hump them. No matter what, we need to stay up and we need to smash them. Yeah. And we need the Premier League to just because they're the BBC's darlings, aren't they? Have you not noticed? Oh, yeah, it's bright. It's awful. It's awful. It's that. It's because of the whole middle class Tarquin sort of, you know, <laughs> sort of. Attitude. It's, it's, that, it's that they're gonna. They are gonna be. You know. Oh, look at their lovely. You know, oh, Sebastian. Look at our lovely stadium and our wonderful academy. It's like you've produced nothing. You've done nothing for that years. That was the other thing as well. They were it. on Five Live today. They were going the the Brighton Academy. Blah blah blah. They're full of loans. I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's like kids come through. And when they sell Knockart, when he gets sold for fifteen million to to a, a, one of the bigger sides this year. That'll be them finished. They're not going to come they up look, are they? You know, but yeah, exactly. But bottom line with them is uh, Chris Hewitt's a good manager, right? Plays plays yes. plays good attacking football. Knows how to get a team right, out. Yeah. The, yeah, knows how to get a team out of the championship. Are they going to be able to play that way in the Premier League? Don't think so. So it remains to be seen how he gets them to set up. I, I feel it's going to be a long hard season for him, and I'm really looking forward to our. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our two games, but most importantly, even if the worst happens, first of all, don't speak to me if the worst happens because we will fall out. <laughs> because that's what happened last time Brian beat us. I fell out with about six people because they dared to talk to me. But um, don't talk to me. But other than that, let, let me get over it. But more importantly, if we even if we do lose, it's great to have a proper rivalry back, isn't it? It's really, I, I, I love a proper rivalry. I love how it feels on the day of a game, the nervousness, the kind of, oh, what if. And, and for us, it usually ends with a with a massive smile on the face, <laughs> loads of trolling on the internet for about six weeks. <laughs> so, really looking think, forward to that next season. Adds a bit of spice, doesn't it? I think the interesting thing will be um, whether they keep Glenn Murray and how he gets on. Yeah, he, equally with uh, Newcastle and Gale. Yeah, I, 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 Gale. It, it depends how much good the the spell in that division's done him. If he's, if he's, you know, if he's if he's come on as a player in terms of how he how he operates, but bottom line, as we talked about this before, most most teams uh, play play a one up top in the Premier League. Uh, it's can Gale do that, and is Glen Murray mobile enough to do that? Murray, I think, will be replaced, and Gale it remains to be seen how well he's he's, he's come on. But I think he really needed that season in the Championship, and you know, if he comes up and he, and he finds that same form, then then he'll be in the England squad before we know it. He really will. But there we go. Uh, let's. Uh, so we did take a bit of a de- deviation there. Uh, hopefully, Mikey's on hands and we can hear your uh, forward reviews in just a moment. When we come back from that, we'll look uh, very, very quickly at the rest of the goals. Uh, talk about some of the key talking points. Obviously, if you've got any talking points yourself, do get in touch. I think Luce will be giving us some Facebook comments in a short while over what's happened so far on the show. And uh, Joe mm-hmm. will be looking into chat. So in, be back in, that in just a moment. Here's your forward reviews right now. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. 
Susan Edwards, great singing, great result. Zulu, Echo, Romeo, Oscar, we're still staying up. Chris White, no relation, three points is enough. Michaela Curtis, no relation, all aboard the roller coaster. Nathan Giles, I think he's a cousin of mine. Please, please, <laughs> please let's beat Hull. Dan Skipsy, Torre didn't score. Result! Alex Roberts, could have been 12. Pete Norwood, over the truck, Hull next. Ben Agibamoni, defensive crisis, Palace lose. Stephen Goldrick, right at the bottle again. Hurrah. Matthew Mason, the usual Etihad head drubbing. Paul Mann, started badly, got worse. Let's do Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Love Albert's son's jingle at the end of that. It's fantastic stuff. Um, so where we were, we were talking a little bit about the goals. Obviously, we mentioned the fact that the second goal uh, was the killer, really, and that was early in the second half. De Bruyne uh, cutting the ball back to company. I'll, I'll give Hennessy's Jews is pretty much unstoppable, that shot, the way it was hit. Uh, but yet again, defence slack, not getting to the second ball, not getting out to charge shots down. Midfielders not following runners. It was the same story for all the goals, really. Uh, De Bruyne's goal for the third, you know, got to call into question the goalkeeper there because... He gets a full hand to it, and he's just it's just weak, weak wrists, I think you'll find. I noticed Terence tweeting something along those lines, but I can't repeat what it was. But uh, I saw someone say Chris Packet hands as well. <laughs> Chris Packet hands, that is a lovely, <laughs> lovely in, uh, image. That. But it is like... <laughs> that's good. That makes me I laugh know. the more I think it about it. It made me laugh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely salt and vinegar, because they're a bit more slippery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> Chris Packet hands, eh? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a very, very disappointing one. But, yeah, the same story for the fourth goal, really. It was, you know, header back to Sterling, completely unsubbed, you know, completely unmarked. No one's gone with him. No one's meeting the ball. You know, volleys it straight in, right past Hennessy. And, you know, fifth goal was just a, just a ball into the box. No one going with the runner. Again, because their heads are down and they think it's going to lose and just headed straight past Hennessy once more. Thought we should have done better with that one as well. So... Very, very disappointing. But let's let's talk goalkeeper again. He's taken a lot of stick once more. We've talked uh, about him pretty much all season, about whether he's good enough. Um, last few games, you know, he, he, there was an upturn in his form. He looked better under the new goalkeeping coach. Uh, there was a talk of him dropping about a stone in weight. He looked more agile. He was you know, making saves. But, you know, again, doesn't inspire confidence to me. Doesn't look like a proper doesn't look like a, a match-saving goalkeeper. And when you look at the save that, that Caballero's made, at the time he's made it, that shows you the difference uh, that, that a proper goalkeeper makes. That's my opinion. Uh, Joe, what is your opinion of Wayne Hennessy? Um, well, we've had a nightmare for the last three years of goalkeepers, haven't we? So the only goalkeeper who never let us down can't get in the team anymore. For some, you know, he's, I think he's too small, he's too old. There's always some someone always has an opinion on him, um, and he never. And again, one of them players that never really let us down. And we talk about having big game players, you know, it's whatever we've earned ever since 
we've been in the Premier League is down to uh, down to Jules. He's saved from Ashley Barnes. That one yes. when he flipped it onto the crossbar and over. Still, that goes in. Still unbelievable every time you watch that. Oh, no. Because, I know. Because, because, and I've said this before, I love saying it again, because when you watch it back, you realise that it, it doesn't just hit him. You know, he comes no. up, he, but he reacts somehow in a fraction of a second. And again, the, the save at Wembley from, um, from Raylins, what's his name, the player that can't, goes with a bad teeth who can't get into the Watford side at the moment. Um, oh, Deeney. Yeah, that's it. Um, just prodded the ball away from him with his hand. Yeah, but, you know, it, look, but, 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 but he's a big, but he's a big game player, and I, I, I just, for for me, for me, I, I just looking at, I just looking, I go back a little bit, right? I'm, one of the guys up here, Toby. So this is a people he said that he thinks should go, right? Yep. It's Ward, Hennessy, Delaney, Kelly, Ledley, Lee, Benteke, Jay, which should never have happened anyway, Sacco. Uh, the obvious Sacco, Friars, Campbell, much Flamini, but no, no one ever says Jules. No one ever says Jules, and he's thirty-five. I think he's thirty. They're thirty-eight now, mate. Is he? Well, there you go. See, yeah. um, but you know, it just, but no one ever says him. You know this. I don't know. Horses for courses. I mean, we, we have, like you say, going back to the goalkeepers, we have had a mayor in. Who was the Who was the young fella, Alex McCarthy? Yeah, should never have got rid of him. Never, never. should never ever got rid of him. I mean, that's the, out of all the people that we've let go, got rid of. For me, he's he's uh, you know he, uh, that's probably that would be that would be the person that I would say <laughs> we should have kept him. He had um he had some str- some strange games. He made he made some errors, didn't he? But there was. One error. It was one error, and then when you look at it, I know what you're going to say. It was the 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 winger for Norwich. He cut inside and hit that screamer about two foot off the floor. It was you that, know? but it was also one where he came out of his area and lost the ball or did a weak kick. I can't remember exactly. Wasn't that against like, Liverpool? Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it versus Benteke? Might well have been actually. Yeah. But we yeah. but we keep going after anyway. no matter what. We keep going after as fans. We're going after our goalkeepers more than other people, mm. more than other players. But don't you think? Don't you? Think, it's so such an important. We've we've not had to do that. Maybe we've been spoiled with, well, with for eleven years. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's always going to be tough to replace a legend. But when you actually look at the basics of goalkeeper, what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong, you know, and that all important word, the confidence, the confidence of his back four and in his back four, you know, yeah, it's difficult because he's had to start that game. With, with three in front of him, one of which is Martin Kelly, who he's barely played with, and Joe Ward and Jeffrey Slup, who aren't centre-backs. So, of course, he's going to be a little unsettled. And I want to make it clear, he actually made some very, very good saves in the game. He really did. But I think the, the ones he didn't make, the fact that he didn't get there for some, for some of those goals, yet again, it gives people ammunition to, to question him. And I still think in the summer he's got to be replaced. We, we need someone in there who's... I think Burridge, when he, when he came on to Terence's preview show, was very, very clear what you need. It's about having a personality. It's about having, you know, that that sort of demand of, of, of the ball. It's, it's your area. You command your area. So do you mean being mental? In, I don't necessarily mean the handstands and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but... But you need a personality, and I, I don't see that from Hennessy. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but you don't see that on the pitch. You don't see his 
on-pitch personality sort of coming out and affecting the players around him. It, it bothers me. You, you, uh, need some, you need someone that is, you know, shouting at the players constantly. Like, you don't see that from Hennessy at all. Um, you know, Jules used to shout at the defence and I think... Uh, yeah, but back in the day, they it, never knew what he know. was saying. So, I mean, it's an Argentinian <laughs> so, from Scotland. I mean, that would have been horrific. <laughs> you know, we, but we've said it for so many years now. Like, Jules used to command the defence... Okay, Jules is Jules is gone as as far as I'm I'm concerned. He's not he's not going to play for us again, and I think we've all we've all come to terms with that. He's going to be going in the summer. You know, I don't think Wayne's going to go anywhere, but we've also got Steve. He, he's amounted to nothing, so he's going to be replaced. So we're essentially looking for two goalkeepers in the summer. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, you know. The 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 thing with Wayne Hennessy is he he's gone through a period of being fantastic for us. He's made some great saves, and as you pointed out, Hambo, he made a, he made a few great saves yesterday. The one after the second goal from the De Bruyne free kick, I yeah. think it was. You know, it was a, it was a fantastic save. You know, we could have been dead and buried, but if that had gone in, you know, well before we actually were. Um, Wayne Hennessy gets a lot of flack on Twitter and some of it is, is actually quite personal, quite nasty, and I hate seeing that. Yeah, he's not great. Yeah, you know, Chris Packet hands, as we've said. But if he's given the proper training throughout the summer, he's a Wales number one, for God's sake. So, you know, somebody's got to see something in him. And you look how far Wales went in the yeah. Euros. I'll give you that. I do think he plays a little bit better for Wales than he does for Palace. Maybe it's a different environment or whatever. But um, but also, you know, without being too brutal about it, who's the next great Welsh goalkeeper after him? You well, know, yeah. it's, at the moment, there's, I think Owain von Williams was the understudy to him in the European Championships. So, a quick pop quiz. Lucy, do you know who Owain von Williams is? Nope. Joel, do you know who Owain from Williams is? Uh, he's Welsh number two, isn't he? <laughs> well answered. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just, that is no, no disrespect to him. I'm just saying that's that's the competition he's got. So the old international experience, it helps. It's a great thing. You know what I mean? It gives, it gives well, him he did, a... He did have some competition, apparently, for Mandanda. So I, I don't understand what's gone wrong there. Do you know anything that I don't know? Uh... I, I've been told some things, but probably nothing I can repeat on air. But oh, yeah, okay. same. But, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I called think... Joe Hart last year. I would, have, I would have, and I can't see why. Now we're now we're in the, you know, in the six-figure club of paying wages, which is which basically takes us up above about sixty percent of the of the Premier League because yeah. a lot of clubs have wage structures. Stoke and players, you know, but it seems like that they're not playing people like we are. So, you know, um, we. We should be able to. We should be able to nick our. I think, without a doubt, unless he just don't fancy, unless he wants to go back up north. But you know, people are saying Pickford. Pick. I'm telling you now, Pickford be the next goalkeeper for Man United. If he isn't the next one, he'll be number two to someone and then be and then come through. He is a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah, and, yeah, and I would take. I would take him now. But yeah. I can't think. We. You know, there's a, there's a lot of teams in front of us for for him. Um, worth a try, but I, I like I would like to see some experience in there. Uh, and I think like you say, Hart, that, that type of keeper 
you know, someone with a bit of presence. That's what you want. Somebody oh, big, who does Bigger Beach is a good corner here in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Who was that one from? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> oh, a very good <laughs> chat room, you <laughs> uh, I don't know, Lucy, have you got anything on Facebook for us in general? Uh, yes. Mr. DR, I've lost my shoe, Kernaz, has said <laughs> Pickford. Um, he said, if the big clubs don't get Pickford from Sunderland and we don't get him, especially with big Sam knowing him. Um, what else are people saying? Um, Paul Foster also said, let's sign Defoe's current teammate, Jordan Pickford. So, yeah, mm. there seems to be a lot of love for Pickford. Yeah, I can see why. As Joe says, he's, uh, you know, he perhaps might be destined for bigger things than us, but I would very much like to see us going. You know, a player like that, Pickford is... If you watch him for Sunderland, he's not afraid to shout. He's not afraid to put himself about, dominate his area. Great distribution, you know. He's he's got his a, distribution is superb. Yeah. I think he's there either leading or, or sort of very high up in their assists. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. If you're playing hoofball, then yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm so, trying to. Oh, I can't see who it is. So whoever it said it in the chat, put put me and I'll tell you who it is. Yeah. It's killing me. I can't see properly. So, okay. uh, look, let's move on a little bit from Hennessy. Go back to the game. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have any a different opinion, but I think there was very few to, to really shine from us. But Wilfred Zaha once again was was probably one. He was the one who was picked out by, you know, the the media as well and all that kind of stuff. But he looked, you know, he looked dangerous at certain points. But um, I suppose you, you, you haven't been on a while, for a while, Joe. What, what have you made of of Wilfred? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a resurgence. It's more of a, a bit of a transformation, a bit of development this season, where he's become, you know, almost. I wouldn't call him the finished article, but he's he's heading there, isn't he? Nothing. Joe's gone quiet on me. How good he's oh, well, You know what it is. I put I put the mute on instead of. <laughs> I, I I think he is the finished article. You know, yeah. I I do because he goes past people. The last the last couple of games when people think he's been sort of ineffective. What's happened now? The, the the decent clubs have sussed him out, put two on him, take turns in kicking him. Like like quite literally take turns and kick him out of the game. Yeah. Everybody knows, and he had it when he was 17 when he first started playing, and he's still got it now, that if you keep kicking him, he will lose it. He will get the um eventually. Mm. And he will kick you back. He did you know, he did it he did it against Burnley the other day. They kicked kicking and kicking and kicking. And in the end he'd had enough and he got, he only did one foul in the whole game. But it was a yellow card. Yeah. You know, it was. It, it is what it is. But I, you know, I I think. I I think again, like I said, I said it. You know, we we have. If it's about money, then we then it will stay. It's as simple as that. Because we've got we'll you know stay up, and it's another whatever it is two hundred million quid plus in the bank. So, you know, it's not as if we're saving it for the stadium. <laughs> it's just, uh, well, well, we're not, but we're not, are we? Well, there's, there's that the sticking point seems to be Sainsbury's, isn't it? From, from well, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was that. What did they get? A forever, wasn't it? Like they get a forever lease up there, something. Yeah, but they, you know, they're a business. But apparently, they're, they're asking for for very, very silly money now. But uh, there you go. Well, it, like I say, it is what it is, and I'm sure oh. we can come to a deal. Going back to the uh, to the point of, of Zaha, it was in that same interview where, where Steve Parrish mentioned uh, the uh, the issue being he didn't he didn't mention Sainsbury's by name. I have to state that 
They just said, I'm sure people who know Sellers Park will know the, the parties involved. Says some of those parties are now asking for very silly money. So that, that was the comment made there. But also in that same interview, he confirmed that actually Zaha did sign a new contract at the start of last year. Or start of, sorry, start of this season or back end of last season. And has four years left on it. I was going to say, wasn't it when everybody was got when um, Kabai came in and everyone realised or found out what he was on and everyone was going mental, Punchin was going mad, Wolf went mad, and and I think they were all not parity, but they were all you know, yeah, their wages were considerably yeah. increased, and in Punchin wanted parity, and in Pardew you said, when you're as good as Kabai, I'll give you parity. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, uh, are we are we still not going to talk about Punchin? <laughs> uh, you, I mean, we, we, we've got your comments on Punchin most weeks, to be honest with you, for that. No, 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 that, no, 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 that, that no, little slip, that little slip a, you did once. It was so a, a cut, I don't know what it is anyway. Someone, Grant Gillard, forwarded me um, some company yesterday, whatever it was, and they do stats or something. And they awarded him 3.12, which apparently is the lowest since they've been keeping records. Wow. He, he didn't have a good game. Um, I'll be honest. Do you know what? the last four home games, right? Tell me when he has. Um, I thought he was. Uh, people on it. People on excellent. He was excellent. He was excellent against Chelsea. Absolutely superb. Uh, one of the best players on the pitch by quite some distance. Right. Uh, he, he was great, great against Arsenal. Yes, he uh, was. Um, he he just does not suit a game, and I, I get this, Joel. But he does does not suit a game like against Man City, where we're being overrun. If you want someone to stick their foot in, you know, sort of rough people up in midfield, you know, that's not punching. He'll, he'll do a couple of slide little fouls here and there, but you know, he's not going to get the game by the scruff of a neck there. And that's but that's he has to. He's captain. He's captain, Chris. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you you, you know, it's he's. You know he's been captain material when when he's you know when he's he's basically being allowed to to sort of dictate the pace of the game from a Palace perspective when he's able to play his simple passes his link up plays all that kind of stuff. But you know you you cannot criticise the job he's done as captain when he took over because we had you know maybe he he took over as captain and all of a sudden we went you know was it. No, I'll recognise that. Five out of seven, he did a really good job. But, yeah, you know, long, t- long term, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, Do you think uh, you he'll, know, still, he'll still be here next year? Yeah. I, I, I think he... Well, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. But having said I that... Don't, I don't see where else he will go. I, you know, yeah. I, you, you can't... You don't, he's I thought not championship wanna... players played in the championship. Wow! Wow! Why would you wait until five minutes before the end of the show to start this? We could have had a whole uh, show of this. You absolutely, you absolutely. <laughs> I tell you what, this this is to be continued. This debate. <laughs> so bloody hell, Joe! on Punch. Do you agree with Joe? Uh, calling Punch a championship player. Well, there we go. So that, that's those were the words. The words of Mister Joe Holyoke. Jason Punch's championship player. Ridiculous comment. Absolutely ridiculous comment. I love you, Joel, but that's just not right at all. How good is Punch? Oh, oh, Mikey, we thought he was asleep. (laughs) Oh, dear. I would say... uh, Patrick O'Connor's just commented, just put, 
O gel and loads of exclamation marks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But Tom Williams has said agree, so. Listen, there will be plenty of people that do agree. I, you know, I hear it all a lot. You know, a lot of people who think that, you know, Jell is mad for hating on punching, and a lot of people who think he's absolutely bad. I'm not hating on him. Just, you know, just how I see it. Everyone sees it, sees I'm, it through different eyes. Yeah. I've actually said this before, like just to give to give my view on punching. And I try. This is the way I would phrase it. I really like punching. Okay, and when he's on his game, I think he does a superb job for us. I've really liked him as captain. I've really liked how he's got the team together. You know, the Hulk giving it the huddles, all that kind of stuff. And you can't argue with that. I won't argue yeah, with that. Yeah, I think that's been great. But if you ask me, if we said tomorrow, uh, uh, we, you know, Jason Punchin's had a problem at the club. Uh, he's now up for sale. Uh, who who would buy him? Exactly. That uh, was my point. <laughs> would, would, so what are we aiming for? We're we aiming for top half of the table. Would a top half of the table club come in for Jason Punchin? I don't know. I don't know how he'd fit into our How team. old is he as well? Is he 30 uh, now, isn't he? 31, I think. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, maybe somebody like Stoke or like West Brom because they're... It sounds like I'm being, I'm being rude because I, I, don't want to, I don't feel that way. I think, in a, in a way, I think he is underappreciated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, particularly by Mr. Joe Hardio. But, but the other, but the other, on the flip side of it, I think maybe is he just the best he's going to be for us, and, and he wouldn't fit in anywhere. Why don't? Why do I think that no one would buy him? And I think I'm right. I think that you'd be looking at the championship for anyone who would buy him. He hasn't been the same player for two years since Kabai turned up. He has not been the player that he was. And my thing is, is as far as I know, is that Kabai isn't going to be offered a new contract, that he wants to go and play out the rest of his career in France. And that might be the only saving grace for Punch to come back and be the player that he was. Because I, he, still, I still think we've, we've got a bit of work to do there anyway. Because look, Wherever it is, the, the, you know, Punch, you say he's into his 30s now. Um, and as you say, Kabai, the same and also may not be here, is unlikely to be here next season. When you start looking at that, we have got some real work to do in the midfield. Um, as much as we have at the striker and, of you know, right back and uh, potentially at centre-back to lose because we're going to lose people. You know, it, it, it's. I think we've got... Um, We've got a difficult end of the season. We, we I think we're going to limp home. I really do. I think we're going to limp home and, and we'll be okay. But it's going to be a huge, huge summer. Um, it's dangerous times for us because if, if you try too much, change too much too quickly, you can you can lose everything. If you don't, don't change quick enough, you can kind of get left behind. So uh, and look, we've we've spent big money, haven't we? we we've gone out last few years. We've been breaking our transfer record every season. And, and um, I, you know, how long can we keep doing that for? I don't know. I really don't. So, uh, lots lots remains to be seen. But um, One more thing for me, please, yeah, just quickly. Course. If we don't get the foe, I hope we go after Andre Gray. Yeah, good play. Good play. Oh, he scored us. Yeah, you know, he, he like was only on the pitch for a very short amount of time, but yeah, he's, he's which very, was enough, wasn't it? Very, yeah, very direct, great pace on him. But the trouble is, in that game, we made Ashley Barnes look Premier League quality, and that was all over us. And we was like, this guy is an he's a cart horse. The phrase is cart horse, but absolutely. 
but all, all he did was teams, just niggle at people. Just, of all the teams oh. that he wanted to play well against, it's us, isn't it? it I bet is, he's yeah. had two good games this season. Yeah, probably right. But it oh, does my head in. does my head in. But um, look, it, it was a difficult time. It was a difficult, it's a difficult ask for us to review a, a 5 0 defeat and have any kind of positivity. But look, fingers crossed for the. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me for the week ahead. Hope you know. Hopefully, training goes well. Don't know again if we're going to get any defenders back from injury. Certainly won't be seeing Dan or Tompkins, but uh, I don't know what the damage is for Sacco exactly, uh, and I don't know whether we're, we're going to see Kabai as well because obviously he's been out injured. But it's such an important game against Hull, and obviously Terence will be previewing it as a podcast throughout the course of this week. But before, uh, just we're not going to preview it, but. Just want to get the guys' thoughts on it, you know, going into it. So, Lucy, massive game for us. It's it's Huge. do or die, really. Um, are we going to do it? Um, we'll pick it up what you said about if Sacco is going to be back. Um, he's been in France at some school watching the kids play football, um, according to his Snapchat, um, walking around. So, maybe we'll see him come back. I don't know. Maybe not, but yeah, it's a huge, huge game. Um, it's a cup final, isn't it, basically? Um, I think that after the defeat yesterday and more so with Burnley, I think the lads are going to be desperate. And I, and, I, and I mean desperate to get something for themselves, Sam, for us. Um and I would like to think that we will beat them comfortably. Whether we will or not, I don't know. But as long as we can get a point, that's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And Joe, your thoughts? Um, obviously, as on paper, you know that they're a team that struggled. They're better at home than they are away. But better at home than they are away was the same for Burnley, wasn't it? Until they visited Sellers Park. So, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think if we stop Nias, we stop them. A very, very good player. Very good player. Good. And one we were interested in. in the, well, uh, we, in should, the we should be. He's a good player. Would suit us as well. Um, do you want one last little bit from the, from the, from the chat? I would love it. Um, so, as soon as I said about punch, uh, Booted Eagle said he hasn't scored since the cup final, so it's written. Um, Toby Reese said I really hope so if we lose this is the game against Hull I think we're down um, uh, where are we going uh, booted again said we need five new signs but, uh, Sacco, Defoe, Trippier, uh, Trippier who we should have got two years ago again new goalkeeper centre midfield and lone to- uh, Tammy Abraham I don't know who he is uh, and then someone's arguing saying Abraham would be another Bamford so I don't know anything about that. Argument. Yeah, Abraham's uh, he's been on loan. At, I think it's Bristol City this year from Chelsea, scoring an absolute hatful of goals. Big mobile striker, very very young at the moment, but uh, looks okay. like looks like he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, um, but again, you know, I think he's he'll do. He'll he'd probably want another season, probably a championship. Yeah. I suggest it's been a been a quiet chat room tonight, but the, the guys that were in there have done very well. So, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mixed opinion. But, um, pretty much everything, you know, what, what we've covered. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just going to cover off a few of the tweets before I go, and we'll see if Lucy's got anything on Facebook to cover off before we go as well. Uh, but uh, Andrew Martini earlier on uh, was talking about Hull and, and said uh, the fact the team's going to have to fight to grind a result. 
it's a fact that the centre-backs that we've got are Premier League level. If any of those injured centre-backs are close to fitness, they need to be risked against Hull. Uh, Dan Corbison got in touch earlier on also and said uh, we're an injured football club right now. If Sacco, Dan or Tompkins is healthy, we wouldn't have lost 5-0 yesterday. Uh, on the general subject of relegation, Paul Baker has said Oldham, that's all. That's been a swear word for Palace fans for many a year. Uh, keeper suggestions, Andy Kay got in touch saying uh, reserve keeper at Leicester, uh, Zeela, that's Ron Robert Zeela. His name is Ron Robert, and for that reason I'm out. Uh, <laughs> other suggestion for goalkeeper for Warren B that says, just, he just says, a goalkeeper that, you know, catches the ball, makes the odd save, and doesn't do the Macarena at free kicks. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> for that, mate. <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, yeah, a lot of people enjoying our Brighton Hatings uh, sort of diversion in the middle of that. So thanks for all your tweets today. Luce, anything to round up on Facebook before we go? Yes, uh, Chris White has said, let's be positive for whole game. We can win to stay up. Um, Jason McKinney said, we'll be sweet as. Um, Neville Grimer said, everyone was poor, big fat Sam. But I always regarded this fixture as the most difficult, even when with a full squad. We will need, now need to look forward. It is definitely doable. If at all, we would need to do something. Maybe the Black Cats can claw something out again. Shame on Everton, no. Um, there's also a comment from Lorraine Turner. The problem lies in the fact we haven't got strength in depth. Um, talking about... Well, we have, but they're all injured. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need another, another reserve squad um, after a reserve squad. And then there just appears to be an argument with DR and Patrick O'Connor about oh, punching. <laughs> um, oh, who's, Williams, who's on my side then? Uh, uh, DR, DR will be on your side. The kid. Yeah. Uh, the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick fam. Anyway. Sick fam. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, DR. I know you're listening. I apologise for that. But please don't shout at me later. Is a is a positive thought for the week from CPFC Barbarian on okay. Twitter, and he said, "For every goal we score, Hull have to get one more. With our forward line, we ought to get two. Like the thinking. There you go. It's a positive thought for the week. It's look, we, with the, the chips are very much down. You know, uh, Lucy. I know you mentioned the quote earlier on, but I'm going to paraphrase it because we're out of time. Sam Allardyce is suggesting. Uh, that it's in our hands. Um, you know, we know what we need to do, and uh, for, for that reason, we can. We can. We've got to be confident. We're going to all turn up at Sellers Park. I'm going to be absolutely smashed because it's the last home game of the season. So I'm going to go by train. If I see any of the game, it will be a miracle. Um, <laughs> in fact, if they even let me in the door, it will be a miracle. But you know, that's that's right, isn't it, Luce? You're going to do that as well, yeah? Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. to see you, Hambo. <laughs> exactly. There we go. So we'll all uh, we'll all go and get nice and hammered. Support the boys; they're going to turn it on in style, and uh, and we'll be safe by the end of the game against Hull. How about that? Hooray! Hooray! Oh, I'll be at the Chelsea Flower Show working, so <laughs> oh. I won't be able to. And apparently, I'm not allowed to listen to the radio either. Really? Oh, oh, yes. Anyway, brutal. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your lovely voice again, Joe. So Thank thanks you. for thanks Likewise. for being on today. Thank you very much for your uh, your efforts as well, Luce. It's been great today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, cheers to Mikey for, for producing. For all of you that, for listening, I'm losing the ability to speak because it's the end of the show. So I better just say, make sure you download Terence's podcast midweek where he will preview the uh, 
do or die game against Hull. We'll be back probably the following Sunday, but that's the day of the game, so I might be too drunk. So it might be Monday <laughs> before we actually do the show. But keep in touch on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all those things, and we'll let you know as soon as we know uh, when that show will be. Cheers all. See you later. Bye. Mike Oxmoor. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.